Indeed, it is indeed, and in 19 minutes it is now, after 7pm, you tuned into Metro FM Talk here on the Mighty Metro with myself, Ayabonga Kawe. As I said earlier on, of course, uh, yeah, we're out in the fairest Cape, and uh, this is at the occasion, of course, of uh, the launch of, uh, I guess uh, at this stage, the highest capacity subsea internet cable, uh, which is running all the way through from Portugal to South Africa. And I'm joined in studio. I have the fortune of speaking to two gentlemen, I guess, uh, who are very much part of the process of uh, getting us to this significant milestone, which is uh, said to have massive economic multipliers and uh, has the capability to crowd in all manner of economic activity that is reliant on a reliable uh, internet connection. Joined in studio by Dr. Alistair Mugwena, Country Director for Google South Africa, also joined by um, Alton Bierkes, uh, who is the CEO of uh, Open Serve and uh, yeah, gentlemen, good evening to the pair of you. Let me get your microphones right there. Uh, I certainly hope uh, the pair of you are well. Yeah, good evening, Avonga. It was great spending the day with you. Yeah, I'm really excited about what Alton and I will be talking about. Um, so, yeah, thank you for having us. Wait, let's get that right again, uh, Alistair. You see, Funegas, um, I don't think our people heard you, Dr. Alistair Mukwena, country director uh, for Google South Africa. Been a long day. I hope you're well. Hi, <laughs> it's been an incredibly long day. We started off in the morning, uh, you know, on the beach in Melkbostrand where the cable landed. Yeah. Spend the day with Alton, um, you know, talking about how we're going to change the landscape by, you know, providing affordable, fast, reliable internet access to really power the economy mm. of the SADC region. But uh, we're really thrilled to be here with you tonight and can't sure. wait to, to share stories. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Alton? Uh, I guess you you have the fortune of um, I was saying earlier on uh, Google is probably a footloose twenty four year old, mm-hmm. uh, having started out in nineteen ninety eight in California, uh, and you guys are a relatively newly freed one year old as mm-hmm. OpenServe. How are you doing? I'm doing well, and thank yeah? you for having me. Yes, it was it was great um, meeting earlier today, and mm. just just to share some of the experiences. Yes, we we're not one year old; we're one day old um, as a separate legal entity. Oh, um, today? Yes, today we are officially separating from Talcom as of the 1st of September. So 31 August was yesterday. Yeah. So yesterday, for all intents and purposes, you were part of the Talcom umbrella. I was part of the umbrella. Talcom. Yes, Talcom part of the Talcom legal entity. Um, as of today, I'm open source PTY Limited. You, you know, in Kosa they say uh, it's a red baby. baby. Um, <laughs> because you've just come... <laughs> It's a red baby. I'm not going to translate. Not, not bad for a red baby. Yeah, not no, bad no, not bad at all. Not bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just on the first day, on the first day, you're already doing big things. Okay. All right. All right. Dr. Alistair. Yeah. You know, a lot of my listeners are probably saying, well, what is this undersea cable? So maybe let's, let's at the level of a lay person, just yeah. explain to us firstly, what why is it when I want to go on the gram mm-hmm. that I must be reliant on a cable, a hamba pansqua mines? Like yeah. what's, what's happening? Okay, so if you drive around the country, you'll see these incredible ESCOM power stations. From the power stations, you see these massive cables and the pylons connecting the power from the power station to your home. Sure, sure, sure. With the internet, which is in the air, or at least in this case, (laughs) (laughs) what we've done is we've we've taken um, fast, affordable, um, you know, uh, reliable internet access from Portugal down the Atlantic coast of Africa all the way down to Cape Town. Okay. Starting off in Nigeria, in Togo, in St. Helena, in Namibia, in South Africa now. And what this does is it, it it's going to treble the speed of the internet. So if you're a gamer 
um, and you're used to having, you know, uh, weak Wi-Fi, weak internet, things are buffering all the time. That's not going to happen. And mm. if you're uh, a videographer or you're on Instagram, living your best life, trying to load things, trying to consume um, content, or you know, if you're on YouTube watching stuff and it buffers. It's it's mostly because of latency and things like that. Now, sure, sure. with this cable, we are bringing the internet um, to the continent much, much um, cheaper than before. We're hoping that in the fullness of time, we'll see retail and wholesale prices of, of data and mm. internet come down by at least 20% or so. We, we know that this will have a massive uh, knock-on effect on economic activity in the country. Sure. It'll create just shy of 200,000 indirect jobs, you know, and a uh, study done by some researchers uh, said that if you drive, if you increase digital um, internet um, connectivity in a country, you'll see a 2.5% increase in mm. GDP. And we know our country is desperate for, for yeah. some economic growth. So this will power that. How much CapEx goes into that? I mean, Lisbon is not just like in our backyard, right? Yeah. That's like far. Like Portugal is far. Yeah. Um, so, and to just run it all the way and then still have branching units into different you yeah. know, countries alongside that uh, coastline. Um, you know, yeah. when when you when you buy a house, it's very easy to think about just the purchase price, the initial outlay of buying a house. You don't think about the maintenance costs that come exactly. with it. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, when yeah, we plan yeah. for yeah, these yeah. things, we say, okay, so what is the intervention at an ecosystem level? And by mm. ecosystem, I mean all the various parts. Because for a person to enjoy great internet access, Somebody must lay down the cable that brings the internet sure. from where it comes from. Somebody must provide affordable de smartphone devices. Somebody must aff uh, make affordable data a possibility mm. through spectrum auctions and stuff like that. Somebody must drive digital skills training. So when we made a case to Google globally for investment in Africa's business opportunity, not Africa's potential, mm. that's from a bygone era. We're not talking about business opportunity. Nobody's interested in charity. Sure. So we had to make a case. And then the business said to us, listen, here's a billion dollars that we're going to invest across the continent. The cable is not just for South Africa, mm. it's for the whole continent. And there's a couple of things that that are that are linked to that, like powering, you know, startups. Mm. And I'm glad. I love, I love, I love how you just say, "Here's a billion dollars." Yeah. <laughs> That's you 17 know. billion rand. You know, and like it isn't a thing. Yeah. yeah. So, mm. so obviously, infrastructure costs quite a lot. The cable yeah. costs quite a lot, but it's not just here. And it's difficult to kind of amortize it and say, South Africa, here's your portion sure, of the cost. Sure. So we look at it as a global amount, and I, and I'm very excited that we have in the studio also today some startups that have benefited from what we call the Google Africa Investment Fund. Mm. And we also know that particularly some of the black-owned um, businesses have the added difficulty of raising capital. So that's sure, why we also sure. introduced a black founders fund specifically mm. for that and some of the recipients of those funds are now doing great business but they could also use faster cheaper reliable internet yes, access yes, but yes. we're also very conscious that we should stick to our knitting so we look for great partners to collaborate with mm. and that's why all we could do is is you know um invest in the cable and when it lands in melbourne strand we look to open sure. serve and said you've got 30 years experience <laughs> in pulling cables from the from the sea into the country because yeah. if you think about it as a trunk that that connects two continents mm. and at every landing station or landing point you need, you need a branches there. into the country yeah. so that's where OpenServe comes in they're going to be managing these branches that's a perfect segue there because Alton I, I'm interested I mean you're a landing partner mm -hmm. now when I hear landing about something that is submarining underwater I, I'm shocked now like I'm like okay what does that look like what, what, what does that role entail as a landing partner yeah, thanks. So, so, so yes. Maybe come a bit closer to oh, the microphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
perfect. Thank yeah. you. So, yes, as a landing partner, obviously, we refer to the, the submarine as the wet portion. Okay. Um, and, of course, the dry portion is really on, on land. Sure, sure. So, so as the, um, the cable land in any, con- in any country, mm. um, that needs to be terminated and hand over to your um, terrestrial partners, and this is where we come in. Okay. You know, as a landing partner, um, we, we monitor, we operate a cable. Mm. Um, from the landing station. So um, just think about it. It's like any other infrastructure. Yes, in this case, it's in the ocean. Mm. But things happen. Yeah. You know, there's, there's scary things even in the ocean. Um, the, the most the most susceptible to, to breakage is actually mm. as you enter the land mm. portion. Um, this is typically through ships moving yeah. around. We've heard of stories of trawlers, right? Trawlers yes, like, yes. Um, just think about yeah. throwing a net down and, 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 and cetera and pulling up the cable. So that's type of, mm. type of damage and, and et cetera. So we monitor for that as well. Okay. Um, we power up the cable from the one end to the other end. We remember, we're the last point in terms of the Google cable. Mm. So we're the, we're the last point. So we can see the cable end to end. We literally can power it up. Believe it or not, sure. we actually push power through this fiber cable from here to Portugal. Escom power. Uh, <laughs> it is, yeah. Just asking. Escom power or Escom other power? Uh, it's, okay. it's, 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 it's DC power, but yes, yeah, it's supported yeah, yeah, sure. by Escom power. Yeah, yeah. You know, so absolutely. So that's that's typically what we do. Um, we monitor. If you th- just think a few years ago, and if anything happens to the cable, any breakage, mm. uh, we dispatch the repair ship. Uh, and that is, and we've been doing sure. that for uh, for a long time. We're currently managing about three other cables on mm. the same, on, you know, same operation, same team. So we are fairly experienced. We've been doing this over thirty years. Yeah. So so yeah, that's that's and and the key to all of this, obviously. Is, is how we then take that capacity mm. inland. And this is really the, the exciting part for obviously for the rest of Which the, is my next question, yeah. Arthur. I mean, what does it mean for the different categories of customers you have from a home to a business to some of the large, more sort of developer clients you have where you're servicing an entire, you know, sectional title operation? Mm-hmm. Um, what will it mean for that end user, but more importantly for yourselves? I mean, I don't know, you would have maybe used satellite before, you would have used other you know, uh, um, sort of upstream capability. What will this now mean for your own business case? I mean, you're out in the market now looking, you know, for, for investment as well. Yeah, so firstly, diversity. Mm. You know, um, the one thing you must realize, we do not depend on one cable. Sure. Uh, these cables typically has got a lifespan of about 15 to 25 years. Uh, in fact, this particular cable is, re- is replacing a cable we decommissioned in 2012. Oh, so there was an existing cable. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's 10 years ago. So, so typically, you know, the other cables is around um, 15, 17 years old already. Mm. Um, so, yes, you need to add diversity because, you know, just think about it. You really as a, as a consumer, you know, when you click that button, you want to see that, you know, uh, music is streaming, video is streaming. You want the type of response times and latencies. This is obviously one of the added benefits of this cable mm. because improved latency, better sure. performance, just pure capacity and, and, and just the, the latest technology that you can deploy. So, yes, it is, it is that, that experience that the end user will be very mm. different. Um, and then more importantly, as I said, it adds diversity to the route. Yeah. Uh, we now have an additional capacity, additional route. Um, and there's a few other cables that will come along as well in the next, next couple of years. And then mm. that will also add diversity. It's no longer a question of capacity, really. It is just the reliability. You know, mm. I think it is part and partial of what we do. Yeah. To drive a digital economy, you need, you know, reliable, uninterrupted uninterrupted um, internet access and yeah. this is what this is going to give us. Alton, on the wholesale side, man, mm. I mean, there's village, com- community, township-based ISPs. I'm sitting now listening, you know, to this discussion. I'm maybe out, you know, in George somewhere. 
um, what's in it for me? I mean, I want to run my own operation as an ISP, you know, bring um, a competitive service to my client. What's in it for me, if anything? Yes. So firstly, um, OpenSurf, we are open access wholesale service provider. So we provide um, internet access, um, fiber access, backhaul capacity to mobile operators, to mm. ISPs, etc. So, so I think there's there's, there's there's a number of opportunities here. N- number one is, um, you know, um, if you just think of, let me just take a step back. It's not only just about, you know, the fiber to the home, fiber to the business. It's also, you know, uh, mobile and, mm. and spectrum. Because, yeah, maybe a little known fact, but, you know, every mobile operator needs fiber access to, you know, just the yeah, last mile that's, sure, that's, sure. that's wireless. So, so certainly it's, it's, it's really opportunity for everybody to participate from a, from in, in the digital economy and you get access now to faster, better, mm. um, you know, um, content. Um, and it's not just the Google content that obviously, but all content for that yeah, matter that, yeah. that you will have access to. Um, I mean, what is obviously very, very strategic here is the fact that, you know, um, the Google content will now, Google, Google content will be now on our network, mm. better custom experience, lower sure, latencies, et cetera. Sure. So, so really they will be able to participate in that, in that upside. Mm. Um, from, a, from an open surf perspective, we have an aggressive rollout in terms of fiber to the home, fiber to the business, mm. uh, fiber to the, to the base station or backhaul as sure, we call sure. So that will continue. We, we, we invest every year about three billion in infrastructure mm. uh, and that will continue. Um, yes. And, um, you know, we, we have right now a 170,000 kilometers of pervasive national fiber network. Mm. Um, and we continue to, to add very not dissimilar to you to the thinking here at a branch, which is we connect a little village sure, or we connect a school sure. and said so we continue to branch out our fiber network mm. because we absolutely believe that, you know, fiber is the future mm. in terms of liability. And, and it's very similar to, to even if you think about these undersea capacity sure. that we've enabled yeah. is once we've connected a home and a business, it's easy to scale up. Yeah. You know, today we, you know, the fact that that you buy a 25 meg service tomorrow, you can buy a hundred meg service mm. or a one gig service on exactly the same infrastructure and that's mm. the exciting part sure 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 Dr. Mukwena, i mean you know i think clearly we've outlined sort of what this looks like what the benefit potentially is um may- maybe just i guess also you know it's not only about more reliable and cheaper internet but i also get a sense that uh, the sort of a deepening of the kind of applications to which the internet can be put um, just based on all of the benefits of lower latency, reliability, and so on. L- let's talk about some of those. I mean, because um, it does seem sometimes that we're probably behind the curve in terms of like very, very deep level use yeah. uh, of and uh, sort of be it an industrial use and sort of consumer and home-based use and even beyond. Look, you're absolutely right. And I think it had to take uh, something as unfortunate as the COVID pandemic for all of us to realize that actually, digitization is is what we need to prioritize right mm. now right so for developing markets to leapfrog their, their their counterparts and really compete with the best in the world we have to unleash the full potential sure. of digital technology and uh, if you think about the three spheres of kind of beneficiation there's the public the end user there's governments and and there's commerce and there's businesses mm. right so if you look at government government is trying to introduce e-government services yeah, and that's going to reduce cost mm. to serve that'll reduce the reliance on the fiscus to actually give um, you know sort of physical service um, and then also if you look at it, the end user I mean the fact that you're going to have much cheaper faster reliable internet access at a school level at basic education level at tertiary level 
any kid, any learner out there anywhere in the world or even in the country will not be left behind if they've got access to affordable internet access, right? Mm. And if you're looking at just pure entertainment, knowledge knowledge seeking on the net, you'll be able to access content without worrying about the prohibitive costs um, as well as latency and unreliability. If you're doing exams online, mm. you know, if, if you're learning online, if you're doing education online, this is your lifeblood. And if you look at industry and business, um, you know, uh, we 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 all have seen the the catalytic effect of of great internet access. Mm. We have about sixty five percent internet penetration in the country, whereas Europe and and North America are in the nineties. Mm. You know, no one is difficult for us to to compete. Yeah, and yeah. I think you you have to look at that and say, if we don't sort out the access issue. How long will it take us to actually catch up? And mm. it's, you know, you must invest in access. You must uh, make um, services affordable, but also you must unleash job creation sure, and stimulate sure. economic activity. And that only happens if if the plumbing is in place, mm. especially in this day and age. But also, Doctor Alistair, I mean, I heard a fascinating story about Equiano. Uh, which is, I guess, the name of this particular project. Yeah. So you didn't just, uh, you know, there was a grocery <laughs> list of names and you're like, yeah, man, this one got your sound. Uh, but actually, there's an entire story behind it. Yeah. So so we have a tradition. Uh, I mean, we, we've invested in a couple of subsea cables as, as, as Google mm. um, around the world. Um, and we have a tradition of naming these cables after social activists, after people who've contributed to science and scientific discovery, people who've made a difference in the world. I mean, our previous cable, which which connected France to North America, uh, was named after Henri um, um, uh, June um, Juna, who who actually uh, founded the Red Cross, mm. was also the first uh, recipient of Nobel Peace Prize. This particular cable is named after an African writer, um, a Nigerian, um, um, you know, Ola Uda, who um, was sold into slavery um, as a young boy. Mm. He braved, you know, the Caribbean seas and mm. so on, and lived to tell a tale. He was a seafarer. He was a merchant on a ship. He saved money, enough money to buy back his freedom. And when he eventually did that, he left. He wrote a book telling stories about memoirs of his mm. life. Um, you know, and, and he's a great abolitionist. And we just wanted to give a nod to the sacrifices he's made. Because sure, we believe sure. that... Um, you know, to tell the story of connecting Africa with the rest of the world, but connecting opportunity, Africa with opportunities. Mm. And also, if you think about trade, how better internet connectivity will fast track trade yeah, with the continent yeah. and with the rest of the world. So so for us, that, that just celebrates the business opportunity that actually exists mm. in Africa. And we felt that no better way to kind of do this yeah. would be to, to really um, shine a spotlight on sure. somebody who sacrificed um, so that's why we call cool. it the Aquiano cable. So, so is the cable not going to go around like Maputo, <laughs> Dar es Salaam? You know, we say it takes a village, right? And as, as Alton said, uh, th there are so many cables. I mean, this sure. is the eighth cable of its kind. Um, you know, competitors like Facebook have also invested in the cable. So, mm. so it's not just Google investing in cables. And some cables have gone across sort of the top of Africa. Mm. We at the bottom. And, um, and it's just about ensuring that there's just faster, affordable reliable access sure. we're actually opening up the pipe so you can mm. carry more traffic sure. faster traffic i mean we were working out the the numbers earlier on with alton and um minister ibrahim patel about so actually if you're going to have 144 um terabytes per second what does that mean in terms of a typical uh video call mm. you know, whether that's mm. zoom or, sure, or, sure. or google um um you know meets or microsoft teams and so on it's about 96 million video calls happening simultaneously at the same time. At the same time. Mm -hmm. oh. So you need 
incredible capacity for that to happen. Oh. This is a super highway of, of mm. the internet. And as Alton said, it's got a lifespan of about 15 years. So this is the first day of our marriage. We're very excited. We're in honeymoon. Yeah. And if this marriage go, goes well, in 15 years' time, we'll renew vows. And you can't annul the marriage another five years. You can't <laughs> annul the marriage. Alton, do you have enough data centers in the, in the tribe portion of this Oh yes, oh yes. So I mean, uh, again, just to, just to think about our network, which is which is actually quite exciting. Mm. So all of this capacity that we that we carry nationally, um, we've got over thirty what we call edge cloud facilities where we can break out. Mm. Um, small ISPs can actually buy internet access, um, and that is on a national level, much closer to the customer. Sure. So yeah, your little ISP in the village, you can mm. can literally so in your community, you can literally set up a a business and really just serve that community and sure, have access. Sure. To this highway of of internet access, so so yes, uh, we're going to terminate the the Google cable and all the mm. the, the carrier neutral data centers, okay. um, Taraco, um, all of them, uh, as well as all of our breakout points. As I said earlier, so yeah, this the one is obviously this is the internet, and I think your point around data centers is quite a key one mm. because that further enhances the the, sure. the latency and performance, um, and also obviously making sure you get the content closer to the customer, yeah. which is ultimately goal because that's kind of the experience mm. uh, comes through through that um, you know yeah. Um, yeah. just the the proximity of data to the end user. Okay, Dr. Mukwena, you must be relishing the prospect that comes with that. Yeah, look, I'm very very excited, and obviously the the question that we get asked now is okay, now you invested in this amazing subsea cable. Uh, mm. When are the data centers coming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's obviously part of you know the value chain, and those will come. Okay, so that's um, the third anniversary of the. Of the uh, yeah, fourth, correct, correct. So I think the first step was <laughs> <laughs> let's sort out access, sure, and then sure. we'll think about data centers okay. and job creation and right. just further stimulating the digital economy. Because let's mm. face it, the gig economy um, sure. is the future, mm-hmm. and fewer barriers to entry if we sort out things like access, affordability, okay. and so on. Gentlemen, we're going to have to leave it there. Uh, but uh, it's been a real pleasure uh, spending much of today uh, with yourselves. And I certainly hope we're going to have a fascinating discussion with some of the SMMEs you work alongside. Uh, but uh, yeah, our discussion continues. Thank you, Dr. Alistair Mukwena and uh, uh, Mr. Alton Bierkes from Google South Africa and OpenServe.